What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Simple Sports Podcast. And coming up on today's episode, uh, if you were at any point in on the Titans bandwagon, which there probably weren't many of you, uh, and you haven't already bailed, uh, bail right now. Did you see Derek Carr? I don't know if I should laugh or feel sad, um, but man, that shot of him getting up off the ground, that was a broken man, and you saw him break live on TV. Uh, All the pressure, all the people talking about Gruden and and the big move to Vegas and trading Khalil Mack and getting booed at home and getting embarrassed. Uh, honestly, by really a not great team at the moment. Um, but I mean, they were if you watch that game, they were getting smashed in the mouth, uh, and you could see it, see it, you could feel it. And I think some of that had to do with the Lynch and Seahawks um, thing. I, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first time he's played against the Seahawks. Um, so it, maybe that maybe that was part of it. But there was a different feeling to that game for sure. Um, and he took that hit, and, and you could feel the break happen, and, and it was really, really sad. But first, let's start with the simple stuff. So let me get this straight. The Titans went out and beat the Eagles with a great game, to be honest. And then they come out and they lose to the Bills, and now they've lost to the Ravens. And that's not to say the Ravens are a bad team, because obviously they aren't. Um, but the Titans they never even got off the bus yesterday. And, and I'm sick of it as a Titans fan. There is too much talent on that team, particularly on the defense, um, that uh, Malcolm Butler aside, because uh, I'm pretty sure I could come off my couch right now and at least have the same level of production as he's having. Um, and, it, and it wouldn't cost so much. So if you're interested, give me a call. Uh, Mariota was sacked 11 times yesterday. Um, 11, man, come on. And listen, he's not a world-class talent, but good God, how can we ever really know what he can do? He's running for his life. He's always hurt. Part of that's on him. Part of that's because he's always running for his life. How about them, Cowboys? Relax, okay? Dak, calling your offense explosive. Uh, Them boys need to relax is what they need to do. Listen, their defense is for real. Don't get me mistaken now they did happen to go up against the Jaguars who are about as piss poor on offense as the Titans are um and they left their defense on the bus yesterday uh it was a bad game by the defense and they can't have that because their offense is some butt so we have seen Pat Mahomes finally have a stretch of bad play over the last two or three weeks or so um which is to be expected from any well from any quarterback really I mean no one's going to be perfect for their whole career. Listen, Brady had a stretch of bad games in his career, too. Whatever. Um, it's to be expected. He is a rookie. Uh, but they suffered the first loss, and it was largely in his hands, I believe, um, between that and the defense, obviously. But you could say that for either team, uh, defensive-wise. Um, so we're not going to talk about that. But he missed a couple of throws. He also turned the ball over right before half, which was a big deal. Um Listen, they gave up 43 points, and, and it will always be difficult to win when you're doing that. Um, but like I said, he missed some throws early. A couple of touchdown passes for sure. The one to, I believe it was Hill. It was Hill or Hunt that he missed early in the game. Um, 
And like I said, turn the ball over right before, right before half when they at minimum should have walked away with three points. Um, and lo and behold, they end up losing by a field goal. Uh, give the pass credit because they mixed things up for Pat Mahomes, um, which ultimately you believe that they would being the, the veteran team that they are. Um, and when things ultimately were on the line, they made plays that they needed to make. Um, and because that's what they do. That's they're the pets. Uh, one thing I would like to point out is how methodical and how calm and smooth they were in that two minute drill going down the field to win the game. Um, it does help that the game was tied. Um, so they didn't have to overdo it. Uh, but the fact that they were able to systemically and methodically, and calmly go right down the field, waste every second of the time off the clock. Um, it, it was remarkable to watch. Well, I'm off the Giants bandwagon. I was holding out hope for a fanatical story where Tom Brady and the Pats would meet the Giants in the Super Bowl uh, for the ultimate trilogy. And Brady would retire with his sixth ring and forever the GOAT undisputed which i by the way i already think that is the case and uh but nonetheless it definitely would have been at that point um and would have we as people and as sports fans all bias aside would have witnessed one of the greatest stories and still have and still are witnessing one of the greatest stories in nfl history um or or sports for that matter and instead <laughs> the giants are one and five in Eli Manning looks like Beaker from the Muppets. All right, so let's get into the meat of what I want to talk about today. I have some venting to do as a Titans fan. Um, so the Titans are still somehow alive in the AFC South in the playoff race. And um, obviously with 10 games remaining, things could be a lot worse. Um, and they can still get a lot worse. Uh, for a lot of people, the problem that I have is things are, in fact, getting worse. Uh, the size of the egg that the Titans laid yesterday is historic. And, in fact, it's so historic that it made me do some digging on just how bad that they have been really over the last 20 years. Now, I didn't go back through the last 20 years, but trust me, they have been laughable for the last 20 years as a franchise. I'm not sure how many playoff wins they have or even appearances. It is not very many. Um, last year, I felt like we had won the Super Bowl just for making the playoffs. Like, I'm not kidding. And it, you see, I've been a loyal fan for some time, and I've tried to find every way possible to twist and turn this team into a good team, and they aren't. And so, like I said, I did some digging on some some stuff that they've accomplished or haven't accomplished, I should say, over the last uh, three years, this year being the fourth year since they've drafted Mariota. Now, I'm, none, I'm not necessarily saying this is on Mariota, but when they drafted Mariota, for me, that was the turning point in the franchise. Now, don't get me wrong. They are better than they have been. Uh, but a lot of the same old issues still apply. They get a lot of stupid penalties at inopportune times. Um, they lack offensive potential, um, or, or I should say production. Um, they give up big plays on defense at the worst times. Some, sometimes the defense look like it's top five and there are other times where it just, it, it looks elementary. And 
<clears throat> so I did some digging and I want to just go through a couple of stats that just show you how bad that they have been over the last couple of years. Did you know that since 2015? Well, I know you didn't know because you didn't look up a single stat about the Titans, but I'm going to share something with you. The Titans since 2015 are 19th in pass in or excuse me, in games scoring 30 or more points since 2015 with a whopping 11 games. So, 3 and let's call it a quarter years They've scored 30 points 11 times. That's gross. They are 21 and 26 versus teams with a losing record. Second worst only to the Browns. 13 and 28 versus a team with a winning record. I mean, come on. Now, a lot of those wins have come in the last two years because they've had back-to-back nine and seven seasons and currently are three and three. So, you know, that won't necessarily move it one or the other. Uh, But that's not good. Think about this. Any game that the Titans have trailed in at any point in the game, they have a record of 22 and 54. They have never had more than two Consecutive 200-yard passing games. Derrick Henry this year, Deion Lewis averaged 3.3 and 3.1 yards per carry, respectively. Meanwhile, the quarterback, Marcus Mariota, is at 6.1 a clip. So the quarterback, the guy that has been hurt the most, has been out the most, the guy we that we least need to get hit and run the most, is doing the best at running the football. Meanwhile, Derrick Henry, the big guy that we got, and Deion Lewis, the shifty guy that we got, neither of them are doing anything that is remotely close to what they're capable of. I wonder how much of that is the play calling and the design and the scheme because Derrick Henry is not on the field a lot of times when he should be. Third and short, and they run it with Deion Lewis. And I I got respect for Deion Lewis, but it's just situational football. And, I mean, I understand that they're expecting it, but that's what he's for. He's Derrick Henry. He's he looks like a created player on Madden like 2008. You remember how they everyone was just shaped the same and if you created a player you could make his body bigger, his chest bigger. That's what Derrick Henry looks like. And he's not on the field on third and short. Fourth and goal and he's not on the field. I don't get that. Uh, Mariota completing 64% of his passes this year, which I got to tell you, I have more, I gain more respect for him as a player and yet lose more respect for him as a player in terms of his numbers, because the worse he performs statistically, the more impressed I am with him because 64% is not terrible. Um, and he has half of a hand and for Three of the four games that he's played, the first game he wasn't even supposed to play. Uh, the second game, his hand was, if not completely numb, it was certainly not up to par. It still isn't. And so I, you can't help but be impressed. Not to mention he was sacked 11 times yesterday, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, and some of those were his fault, but like I said, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, 
I don't want to give up on him as a quarterback because he has a lot of fight in him. He's a, he. If you check his clutch numbers, it's top five in the league. He has a bunch of game winning drives, bunch of fourth quarter comebacks. Um, he, like I said in my Instagram post, he has like forty four touchdowns to zero interceptions in the red zone, which is impossible. Um, but he's always hurt. Uh. Anyway, we'll continue. Uh, speaking of yesterday in the sacks, they gave up a total of 11 sacks for 66 yards. 11 for 66 yards. That ties for the second most all-time since 2012. Um, a record that, or at least number-wise, has been held since 1984. <laughs> uh, it ranks as the 14th worst performance in NFL history. And... That's impressive, <laughs> and not in a good way. Um, Mariota dropped back 28 times and attempted 17 passes. Come on, man. 106 total yards. 106 total yards as an offense, and never got the ball past the Baltimore 47-yard line. Shut out for the first time ever since moving to Nashville which was in 98 or 99. That's insane. 27 out of their possible 54 games since 2015, not including the playoffs, in which the Titans have scored 17 or fewer points, uh, which in and of itself is disgusting. Um, they have a record of 5-22. and 22. Uh, and that's second most behind the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> or I should say second worst. Um, second worst record behind the Cleveland Browns. Since 2015, they have a grand. They have won a grand total of seven games by 10 points or more. Think about the bad teams that they have played over the last three and a quarter years. The Browns a couple of times. The Bills. The Dolphins have been terrible a few years. There were a couple of years the Bengals were bad. A couple of years the Colts were bad. The Jags were bad. You mean to tell me they've won seven games over the last three and a quarter years by ten points? Or more? And this year, 4.6 yards per play. Not per carry. Not per throw. Per play. Ranks 30th in the NFL. And they have a grand total of 1,576 yards of total offense, seven turnovers, and four touchdowns on the season. Good for 31st, just in front of the Bills, who they lost to last weekend. It's laughable. Uh, there's a rumor out there to trade Tajay Sharp in a pick for Golden Tate. I think him, Corey Davis, and Taylor could be okay. Um, if you could slide Taylor back down to the three, it's an upgrade. It's not a smashing, dazzling upgrade, but it's an upgrade nonetheless. Um, I'd also be trying to get Le'Veon Bell. Um, I would trade either Henry or Lewis and a pick for Bell. I'm not sure if that's even feasible or even enough. I don't know. Um, but just from sitting from this far away, that's what I would do. Um, but from a personnel standpoint, I think it makes sense for Tennessee. I don't I don't care about Pittsburgh if it makes sense for them. That's not my point. Um, but 
trading Henry or Lewis would work because if it's Bell and Henry, then you got a real smash and dash lineup you can work with. Um, and and also you can have them both on the same on the field at the same time because now you can put Henry in the backfield as your running back and split Bell out, and you can you can do some really cool and interesting stuff with them. Um, if it's Lewis and Bell, it's it's a similar ordeal. Only now you can interchange them between running back and receiver. Um, you can do some really special things in the passing and running game with them. Uh, well, with both combinations, uh, being able to have two great pass catching backs, though, you could come up with all sorts of, of different formations and shifts and get some really, really good matchups. Um, either way, I think that trade would go a long way. Um, uh, but like I said, how feasible that is and, and how possible and doable that is, I really don't know. I have no idea. Um, I'd also start prepping to move on from Mariota. Uh, whether it be now, uh, while the season is still um, attainable, which is probably a bad move considering you're six weeks in, into the season. So uh, that being said, he, he's hurt. And, and while I love his fight, and I think he's been limited due to the organization and the talent around him or lack thereof and his own poor play and health, to be honest. Um, but on that note, he, he shouldered some of the blame for his play as well. And being an average to slightly above average quarterback is one thing, but being an always injured average quarterback is, is no good. Um, I think most of his failure has to do with I don't want to say the organization because I don't know what it's like to run an NFL team, um, but certainly the lack of personnel around him has failed him. And one thing you can't do is have your quarterback getting hit in his face. And one good way to have your quarterback get hit in his face a lot is to not have enough weapons around him. Uh, Amari Cooper is also on the table reportedly. Uh, I'd be doing everything I can to get him. There's also talk of Randall Cobb potentially. Uh, I think that move would be comparable to a Golden Tate. Um, so not a significant upgrade, but an upgrade nonetheless. Uh, Mari Cooper would be a big-time upgrade, especially if it only takes Tajay Sharp in a pick. Um, uh, I, I doubt it. It probably takes more than that. But, you know, Tajay, or excuse me, Amari Cooper, Corey Davis with Taewon Taylor. Um, now you got three guys that can go underneath intermediate or deep um that that's actually pretty special core davis is probably the least explosive of of the three uh but still i i think that is a pretty solid wide receiver lineup you have amari cooper as your one davis as the two and taylor at the three i think that is a pretty pretty solid uh lineup all right it's time for hot takes um, as we prep for the Monday night game, but I don't want to have the hot take from that. No, 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 no. I have one that I want to talk about from Sunday's games, and that would be the Steelers. You see, if you bought stock in the Steelers after yesterday, go get your money back before it's too late. The Bengals are the Bengals. This year, they happen to be on the better side of average, and the bottom line is they still can't shake the Steelers. I still think the Bengals are a pretty solid team. They can't shake the Steelers. It's like the Raptors with the Cavs last year um, in the last couple of years. They just can't shake them. They just couldn't shake LeBron. The Bengals can't shake the Steelers. It is what it is. Um, It's like the Dolphins with the Pats. They usually give the Pats some fits. For whatever reason, that's what they did. Um, 
But not for one second do I think the Steelers are back on track. I won't go so far as to say they will miss the playoffs because there's too much talent um, on offensively in a league. On their team, there's too much talent offensively in a league where you need to score points. And Bell supposedly is coming back. Now, I just read a report that that's not the case. Um, but supposedly coming back soon, uh, that could dramatically change things, obviously. Uh, but, man, I do not see a title contender at all on that team. Uh, the defense is still some sauce. Uh, like I said, they 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 did fine against the Bengals, but the Bengals are who they are versus the Steelers. All right, so tonight we have the Monday night game between the Packers and the Niners, and I expect a route from the Packers at home. Uh, no Jimmy G. Uh, and the Niners don't play uh, particularly well on the road, and they don't exactly scare anybody anywhere else anyway, um, especially with C.J. Beathard at quarterback. Um Listen, the Packers haven't been playing well, so I expect them to right the ship tonight. Uh, expect them to come out swinging early and get this thing over with pretty soon. Let Aaron Jones and, and the backs take over, do some short stuff. Um, try to keep Aaron Rodgers from having to throw the ball so much so he can sort of, quote-unquote, take a game off, if you will. Um, there's no such thing in football, but as much as or as close as you can get to that as you can. Um, this would be the team to do it against on a short week. You get the Rams next week on the road. So, you know, you don't want to go into this thing banged up any more than you need to be and, and having to use Aaron as any, as any more than you need to. So if you can get this thing out get it over with quick and run the, the clock out the rest of the, the second half, uh, that'll be the way to go. And that's what I think is going to happen. The Niners aren't very good. And certainly without Jimmy G, they're even worse. Bethard, I expect to, <laughs> um, to throw a couple of interceptions tonight. No doubt. Uh, got the score 31, 13 Packers at home. All right, guys, that'll do it for me coming up tomorrow. It's time to revisit our MVP rankings so far. Uh, there have been some changes and also the Pats are not back to being the best team in the AFC because they have been the best team in the AFC, ignoring the records. Uh, don't kid yourselves, ladies and gents. They may not be undefeated, uh, but I don't think there is a team other than Kansas City because of how many points that they can score. And the Ravens with that defense, uh, that there's a team in the AFC that could even touch the Pats on the way to the Super Bowl. I don't think there's anyone even close. With that said, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Until then, peace out.